Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Hey, welcome back to The Pod Crashed. This week, we're telling the story of British Airways Flight 762. Thanks for listening. We're back. We're back, baby. Baby. <laughs> baby. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Hello, friends. Hello, Mariah. Hey, Casey. My computer was so dead that that's oh, really no. what was taking so long is it took forever to boot up and then I had oh, to no. restart it. Oh, oh. Poor little baby it's computer. Just, I know. It's like you neglected me. <laughs> but, you know, it's terrible when things are like so dead that they're just like, please, just yeah. give me a little time. I just need five oh. minutes to myself. Yeah, just <laughs> please. <laughs> oh. But everything is going now. Yeah. So tip top shape. Yeah. Tip top shape. Uh today we are doing a British Airways flight. Stop. Okay. It is so f- I I cannot explain to you what just happened in my brain. Because Please. at work we do this thing called Word of the Week. And during our staff meetings at the end where we have a different staff member share uh like either a word or a phrase or like something like culturally relevant to them so that we Uh, kind of like keep that spirit alive in the office like people feel safe they can share you know because we like a lot of our employees are like new immigrants so try to just like you know um keep that alive in them and and give them a space to feel safe anyways we have (laughs) two british people in our office and one uh speaks like with a cockney accent and is like from wherever the fuck that is i'm so sorry i have no idea anything about british accents but literally a cockney accent like that's yeah like like um like that's where he's from and like there's like cockney slang and like rhyming mm -hmm. like cockney rhyming words right so he did this and when I said tip top shape, I don't know why. That's immediately what I thought of was that presentation. I don't think that's like oh, a cockney yes. phrase, but it made well, me think of that. And then you were like, and then you said British, British fucking airways. <laughs> it was too much Perfect. for my brain to handle. I'm sorry. Just like, to, wait, wait. I had to like... stop and walk everybody through it. Cause it was yeah. It's like if you pulled too many files at once, yes. you're just like, oh, boy. like, like yes. out of your memory, like filing cabinet. Right. Did, do you remember? Well, here, we'll leave it. We'll, uh, leave it. we'll come back to it. I we'll don't. To it. I, I want to hear I what his word of the week. Yeah. Oh, I'll have to look okay. some up because they're fun, but. They are a good time. Oh, British people. And their oh, silly, silly accents. Ooh. I don't do that. <laughs> this is um, a day of chaos. I'm so sorry. <laughs> yes. 
pure chaos. No, okay. no, no. This is, I'm sorry, friends, but it's a chaos day. Yeah. So we're doing specifically British Airways Flight 762 because their British Airways is a very old airline, been around for a long time. Yeah. fly all over the world lots and lots of planes they're gonna come up they've we've done other british airways stories we'll do more in the future today <laughs> yeah. british airways 762 and in the eternal tradition of doing these hideously recent ones we're doing a flight that took place on may 24th 2013 okay 2013 okay. so a glorious year yeah we lived together in 2013. Yeah, we did. Holy and shit. And we all lived together. Ago. Yeah. This was the AmeriCorps year, I think. Yeah, it was. Beautiful. Fucking 18 people living in a small oh, apartment. Oh, yeah. But yeah. rent was like... Rent was like was... 75 cents, baby. Like, yeah. let's go. So we're going 2013. Casey and Mariah are living it up in Buffalo. Uh, but this Starting plane our is careers, from, figuring life out. Oh, we should talk about that more. Yeah. But how it was like truly the start of your career, like literally. Yeah. But yeah. we're going from Heathrow to Oslo, Norway. Okay. So London Heathrow to Oslo. It's a two-hour flight. Little bing bang. We're going. It's early morning. It's like six thirty in the morning. We're trying to take off. You know, push back by like seven. Just. A crisp spring morning, and uh, it's a clear day, beautiful, no complaints. We're flying an A319, so an mm. Airbus 319. These are like, again, super common, mm-hmm. like three and three, uh, like they fit in the range, the British Airways configuration, they fit like 125 people ish, and we've got 80 people on board. So pretty comfortable you know uh 75 passengers three flight attendants two pilots what are the pilots names who knows so uh the captain is 50 uh he joined british airways i think this is so cool he joined british airways as an engineering apprentice Mm. became a flight engineer on the l-1011 the tristar our one of the best planes ever yeah was a flight engineer on that and then like became a like regular pilot and now he's a captain so like wow what it really worked his way up yeah he really did he really did career man and uh the first officer uh he he's he's a first he's good he's great (laughs) we like him (laughs) he uh is 33 which is a great age and Mm -hmm. you know he's a pilot for british airways like what more could you want he's doing great yeah we love him uh this is a little two-hour jaunt nothing to worry about 50 empty seats um on a 3-3 like you know 3-3 configuration like does that make sense yeah yeah. so there's six seats across with the aisle down the middle okay yeah yeah and uh it's it's a friday morning there nobody has to sit in the middle seat like it's beautiful yeah uh we're the plane has just had a little maintenance checkup good to go healthy happy little plane uh the 
first officer is going to be flying the plane. They're checking the logbooks. It just got the maintenance. First officer does his walk around. And then, you know, just everything looks good. Uh, the British Airways is actually, like, making a new training video for their like ground stick crew like the the Mm -hmm. staff who like loads bags the tug all of that so they're actually filming all of this happening right now like a british airways somebody is from british airways or some freelance or whatever (laughs) is like out there with a camera on the tarmac like making a video like that's fun so everybody's like doing their thing all good line up get out to the runway clear for takeoff all good so rooming down the runway to take off pat from the pilot's perspective everything is good from the passenger's perspective so some of the passengers are obviously seated like over the wing or like right behind the end the wing and therefore behind the engines uh a 319 has one engine on each wing and so the passengers who can see the engines can see that there's something like flapping on the wings so flapping and wings makes it sound like a bird i don't mean like that like metal on the metal wings metal on the engines is like flapping like it's loose something is weird and the passengers are like oh oh no hey ah or whatever like just like whatever you would do in that situation just like hey ah like hitting their call button and just like yelling and the flight attendants have to be buckled it's takeoff like what are you talking about so they lift off and as they're like pulling away from the ground the uh, the cowling on engine one, the left side, just fucks off, just bleh, phew, like gone, just drops down back onto the tarmac, actually, back right onto the runway they just came God. off, just leaves it there. Everybody on the right side of the plane can see their engine, flappy, 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 well, bam, the cowling rips off that one, hits the plane, hits the wing, then hits the right where the emergency exit door is over the wing on the right side and like dents it just like bam and then it fucks off down to the earth and also litters crap all over the runway okay so the passengers now are even more like hey uh hey hey like ding 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 hitting the call button and the flight attendants are just like "Mm, you don't like this either but i can't get up because if something is really wrong then i am gonna be more likely to die like i don't i can't i gotta stay buckled in the cockpit nothing there's just nothing wrong. Oh, my for this God, moment, they they're not getting no dings, no bells, no whistles, no Jeez. lights, no nothing. So passengers are freaking out, but everything seems good in the cockpit. So the flight attendant, the lead flight attendant all the way at the front of the plane can't see anything from her vantage point, but she can see the passengers freaking out right and one of the passengers on the right side starts to see smoke coming out of the right engine and she starts to scream fire because yeah Yeah. right and again i cannot imagine how unnerving 
oh my gosh, if you're the oh. passenger and you are like the only one who is seeing the problem. Yeah. Okay. So she's. Somebody. Yeah, right. Right. So she's screaming fire. Everybody's digging the bell. The flight attendant at the front who hasn't seen anything and doesn't know what's happening, but knows that something is wrong, picks up the phone to call the pilots and like beeps into them. But again, from the pilot's perspective, they're not getting any warnings on their screens. Nothing. And they're still below a thousand feet. So they're not supposed to be talking to anybody. They're not supposed to be. They're supposed to be focused on flying the plane, which like not unreasonable right? right so they just don't answer the call so from the flight attendant it's like oh my gosh so the other flight attendant who's in the middle of the plane she can't from her vantage point she can't see the engines but she can see the damage to the emergency exit door that's oh next God. to her she can see the damage and she picks up the phone and just calls the lead flight attendant at the front of the plane and is just like something's definitely going on yeah. here yeah <laughs> something is i cannot i do not know what it is something is wrong the lead flight attendant agrees that something is wrong but what is it? So the in the cockpit, they get above a thousand feet. So they're still just ascending up into the sky. Uh, they get above a thousand feet. They want to set the autopilot to climb. And they there's so a detent is like a, a it's a button. Right. So if it's on, then the button stays pushed in. And if it's off, then the button is out if that makes sense so it's a regular button but you can tell if it's on or off by looking at it right so uh, there's got to be a better explanation than that but that's what we're working with yeah so they hit the button for the auto throttle meaning the thing that's going to uh where the the plane will handle the throttling of the engines on its own instead of you having to manually do it so they boop push in the button for the auto throttle and it just immediately pops back out just like it says no i refuse i will not auto throttle and they're like oh that's weird um so like give it another like push and it says nope and pops out then ding 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 they get a master caution warning so they are the last ones on the plane to know that something is wrong and that it should not be that way uh this is very weird because the actual all of the things on their dashboard everything that's telling them like their control panel has a lot of sensors and things for the engines but as far as they can see engines are fine no problem with the engines, but they're getting this ding, 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 master caution. The auto throttle won't work and they are starting to get ECAM messages. So the ECAM is like the computer, uh, the computer brain of the plane. And it thankfully doesn't just tell you what the problem is. It will also give you instructions on what you should do. So they're the first officer is flying. The captain starts to boop, boop through the ECAM uh they have an error for engine two nothing for engine one which i will remind you all is naked right now like just dropped pieces of itself down onto the earth and has no cowling so they have like an error for engine two like boop boop through the instructions on like what to do uh and they're still ascending they're going up to six thousand feet that was what they were cleared to Still haven't talked to the flight attendants. Everyone in the 
cabin is still freaking out, uh, boop booping through the thing, and they get while he's boop the captain is booping through the ecam, he gets to an error message saying that the yellow hydraulic line is empty. Now, most of the time we talk about hydraulic problems, the just by nature of like what this show is, yeah. it's disastrous. This is thankfully just one of the lines is empty. It's not good, but it's not like a we're gonna die, right? Like it's it's bad, but yeah. it's we're okay. We're it's not what you want, but it's not terrifying in the same way. So they level off at six thousand feet. Still haven't talked to the flight attendants, uh, and they. St- Start to like hash this out. So the first officer has like a pretty heavy workload on himself right now. He's flying the plane and he's like controlling the throttles like manually, which is more than he would normally have to do while the captain is going through the ECAM messages, checklist, doing all that stuff, right? So they start to talk and like hash through, okay, like this is the error, this is the thing, this is... So the first officer just like turns around and looks. So uh, if for anyone who doesn't know, the captain is going to be sitting on the left side of the plane. The first officer is sitting on the right side of the plane. If you were like looking down on the plane with the nose up and the tail down does that make sense yeah so the the right engine is behind where the first officer is sitting on the right side but he can't see just the vantage point he can't actually see the engine but he can see the wing and he just looks out the window and can see that the leading edge the front of that right wing is like battered like it's just it's visibly like scuffed and like bludgeoned and he is like oh so we like hit something right like we must have hit something something is wrong maybe that's what the flight attendants were calling about like something is awry and he can see that it's not good the captain is is british and stoic i guess just like oh (laughs) like whoopsie doodles or whatever (laughs) um you know and he calls air traffic control with a pan 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 being like one below mayday so it's still it's saying like oh there's a problem but you're not actually declaring an emergency which like i wouldn't blame if if he declared an emergency right like it would be it'd be okay you don't you don't something is awry but anyway so he calls the air traffic controller says pan 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 we want to come back to Heathrow and air traffic control is like yeah uh, so glad you called you like littered garbage all over (laughs) the runway (laughs) obviously that's not how they say that but like there is parts of your plane that you intended to take with you um fell uh, off the plane onto the runway we don't know what it is yet but uh-oh uh i was thinking i'd probably hear from you and he says like oh so like they still think that they must have hit something again it's not good news but like the plane is operating pretty normally they're like handling the situation they're working together really well they just keep 
going through the ECAM, keep flying. They take directions from the air traffic controller so they can like not just loop right around and come back immediately because they didn't declare Mayday. It was pan, pan, pan. So they're going to like go out to like a holding pattern area and then sweep back around. Basically just give themselves some time to like figure out what's going on. The captain, boop, boop, boopin. Um, The first officer is like flying the plane doing the 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 auto the throttles like he's doing all of that um they have leveled off the flight attendant can just feel that they have leveled off right she like isn't is an expert in her field and she can tell that they're stopped at 6000 feet and so she physically like unbuckles and gets up to start to like inspect the damage which i think very brave right like yeah. she gets up and she goes to the where the passenger the lady who had been screaming fire not incorrectly she sees smoke and fire uh on the engine that is outside of her window so the flight attendant looks and sees this she can see smoke coming out of it and see like little tongues of flames coming around so the flight attendant goes back to her seat calls the, the cockpit again captain picks up this time and she says that like the right engine has blown open and i don't know how chaotic i mean i think it's got to be really chaotic in the cabin realistically maybe not because i maybe depending on who's on board it's like the 6 30 flight from london to oslo maybe they're more stoic but i think that everybody i don't know right uh, she has not mentioned anything about the left engine yeah. which i will remind you also like lost it's it's covering right it's cowling so she calls uh she's talking to the captain she says that the right engine looks like it's blown open and he says like um like yeah we're going back to Heathrow, like prep the cabin. He doesn't ask for more information and she doesn't necessarily have more information anyway. So it's it's a quick exchange where she says, like, I observe this damage on this engine. And he says, Yes, we are going back to Heathrow. Okay, fair enough. They are still going through uh their like ECAM messages, their checklists. Uh they're like starting to like anticipate the landing talking to air traffic control um the the flight attendant calls back and says the cowling on engine one is missing two so she has a passenger has made her aware that there's a problem with the other engine as well and um she she figured out like okay so when the cowling the cowling's detached from both of these engines and caused the damage to the door so she explains that so cowling is missing from both the cowling ripped off the right engine and smacked into the door the emergency exit door on that side so she's like just doing the you know ntsb's work for them just getting ahead of the game saying what's happening and they're like the pilots are like so both okay both they don't have any warnings for uh engine one on the left side um but that it's not it's not good but it seems again we're like we're gonna be on the ground soon we're okay we're okay uh they gotta you know stay focused get on the ground it's all good um no one has realized, no one has observed in any way that they 
have you know damage to the door both of the engines are naked the leading edge of the right wing is damaged smoke and little flames coming out of the right engine the hydraulic lines obviously the yellow hydraulic line got cut and they don't have yellow hydraulic lines they're also leaking fuel on the right side Jeez. they're leaking fuel fuel is just streaming out and it's it's daytime and the fuel is it's just it's hard to see it right just plain and simple and so they're trying to get closer to lhr and they get a ding like a warning for the fuel imbalance so the the right side of the plane that right wing that's full of fuel is not so full of fuel anymore because it's just fallen out right the first officer knows what it is immediately the first officer says uh, we got to be leaking fuel because that's has to be what's causing the fuel imbalance so we must be leaking fuel on the right side so they don't open the little like gate the little dam that you can open up so that the uh, fuel will balance out they right. obviously keep that shut. Um, it's only two hours to Oslo. They didn't actually have like that much fuel to start with. Yeah. Even though they're still super close to the airport, they didn't start out with a massive amount of fuel. So they, they're like, but again, the captain is just, you know, stand on top of it. He's like, you know, no matter what, the answer is the same. We're going back to London. We're on our yeah. way. We're trying to get back to the airport. We were just there. That the answer isn't going to change, right? That's what we got to do no matter what. Um, but it does change how the plane flies, right? Because it's yeah. they don't have the auto throttle that they're used to. So they're manually controlling the, like, how much power the engines are putting out. And they're also, like, the first officer is also flying the plane. And, and it changes, like, how the plane flies because it's out of balance. But no matter what, we just got to get back to the airport. The captain makes an announcement to the passengers where the passenger, the the captain, in his announcement says one of the engine cowlings like came off and struck the door. Um, so we're heading back to Heathrow, which I gotta say, the passengers hearing that, I I yeah. God bless every single person on that plane mm-hmm. and the flight attendants, but the passengers. I've just been screaming this whole time that it's right. both engines. It's not one. No. And I would be so freaked out to hear that, right? If you're saying yep. one of the engines and it's like, no, not one, not <laughs> one, both, yeah. both. And but, a lot of issues back here. A lot. Right. It is stacking, right. my dude. It is stacking. Yeah. It is stacking up and don't, oh no. Like, so the first officer, right, is he's flying, doing the auto throttles, making up for the imbalance. And he's also doing math. I love this first officer. He's doing math in his head, right? And he's measuring in his head, like how fast the, uh, the, the fuel is is draining out mm-hmm. and he says like by my math i think we've lost like 100 kilos in the last two and a half minutes and they like slow down and start to again they're they're working together the whole time they slow down and like do the math like together like more carefully and they realize that they've lost 100 kilos of fuel in the last minute Ooh. so they're actually losing fuel fairly fast right uh, the right wing engine 
at some point is going to be starved of fuel and go out. And the first officer is like, I think like, let's just shut down engine one. Let's just shut it down or engine two rather on the right side. Let's just shut down engine two. Just it's going to get starved of fuel anyway. Let's just turn it off. Let's just turn it off. We don't have to worry about it anymore. Right. Let's just turn it off. And the captain is firm and says like, no, we're not going to turn it off because what if we have to go around? Like we don't really it's still going as long as it's still going let's keep it going right let's not turn it off prophylactically or whatever and so they're so close to the airport they can see the airport they're looking at it they are getting they actually connect to the ILS the instrument landing system they are it's right there it's right there it's a clear beautiful day weather's good let's just keep both of our engines talk to air traffic control air traffic control has like the whole rescue crew ready to go like the the whole thing the fire trucks everything and he tells them that like our intent is to land on this landing but it's possible that we'll have to go around right it's just the plane isn't flying normally right it's it it's it's something wrong with it right yeah so they're cleared to land fire alarm goes off the fire alarm for engine two on the right side starts to blare and the captain like bam hits the first of two fire extinguisher like things that they can use to like try to douse whatever fire there is in there i don't know why the fire alarm took so long to go off maybe because the cowling is missing i don't know so he boops it off he 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 activates the fire extinguisher and it just keeps going, just keeps going. Just the fire alarm blaring at them. And he, he turns the engine off. They shut down engine two and the fire alarm just keeps going. And so he presses the button and has the other fire extinguisher like release on engine two and doesn't stop the fire. The passengers can see the, that right engine burning burning and the like bare left engine and just but they can see they're closer to the ground they can see that like they can if if they've been on this flight before they kind of know where they are like the flight attendant is the all the flight attendants are going through the like emergency landing procedures reminding everybody to like stay in your fucking seat do not like jump up like wait for us to wait for the captain to say evacuate leave your stuff leave your stuff leave your stuff don't do not be reaching up to the overhead bins like just so and uh, there the autopilot clicks off so now there's no autopilot, no auto throttle. The first officer's got a really heavy workload right now. The captain is calling out their speeds and he's calling out their uh, like the like altitude. He's he's trying to feed that information to the first officer. And then the captain calls the air traffic controller and says, like, oh, we got uh fire alarm like upgrading this to May Day. They're already on the ILS, like the right, the right there the right there but just keeping the information flowing they they can see it the captain says like to the first officer we need to land on this landing 
Like now we have one engine. We've got a fire. Like no going around. We have to land on this landing. And then he takes over the throttles. So the captain is doing the throttles. And then uh, the captain's kind of like, wait a second. And just like takes over flying the plane, (laughs) which (laughs) I kind of feel like the first officer might have appreciated. So I don't know. I don't know. Maybe it feels weird to like. I don't know. So the captain takes over the controls and the first officer takes over the throttles and the first officer starts calling out information so the captain can just keep his eyes on the road. They touch down. As soon as they touch down, bam, tires explode. The spoilers can't deploy because the hydraulic line is empty that controls them, but they've got... They don't have any reverse thrust, obviously, on the right side because it's off and on fire but they slam on the brakes and they start to slow down and they slow down and they slow down and the captain as they're like about to stop the captain has the presence of mind to turn the plane just a little bit just just slide the plane over to the right so that engine two on the right side is downwind from the cabin which is extremely just incredible so they've come to a stop the wind is blowing that smoke away from the cabin and the captain calls the fire chief Uh, the all the crews are like rushing toward the plane and just takes the the fire chief's advice like says like do you think that we should stay put like you can see the flames right now and i can't do you think we should stay put and let you like start to put it out or do you think we should evacuate and the fire chief says like just evacuate out the left side turn off that engine and just go out that way and so they they that's exactly what they do they turn off the engines they announce an evacuation they pop open the slides on the left side only while the fire chief the fire crews are starting to like put out the fire on that right engine everybody just slides on the slides one guy takes his roller bag and gets up to the door supposed to slide down drops his roller bag over the side and then slides down (laughs) But besides that, besides that, everybody lived. That would be my father. Everyone's okay. Oh, my, my dad. Did you say my dad? My dad. Wait, what did you say? But maybe your dad, your dad too. All yeah, of our dads. Both of our dads together. Oh, Handing pops. each other their bags as everyone's evacuating. Yes. I got some important Let stuff in there. You. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, but everybody everyone lived. survived, you said? Everyone lived. There weren't even any injuries. They actually, the thing with the guy dropping his bag, they actually cited that as like, this really could have caused injury because (laughs) there's people down there. My brother, like, but (laughs) no injuries. (laughs) He just dropped it. It's a pretty high drop. Yes, sir. (laughs) Control yourself. Where was that bag? Did you get it from the overhead compartment? Did I you block? It's on film, right? So, yeah. Gotta be. Probably. Yeah. Yeah. In 2013, yeah. They the even the and fire chief, the fire day. crews probably had. Yeah. They were filming that day, but they were filming over by the gate. But oh, the, right, 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 um, right, right. Yeah. But the the fire crews probably have like body cams. I know they do. It's not uncommon for them to have body cams. Yeah. So okay. So <laughs> everybody lived. Thank God. Thank God. Oh my God. That would have been so, that must have been such a scary flight. Oh my gosh. Yeah, no. For everyone. Just for like, everyone. 
the lack of control that you have, you see something happening, like from the first instance, it's like, that is not supposed to do that. That was not supposed to fuck off into nowhere. <laughs> we need right, that on the right. plane. Get like, and no one doing anything. Oh my God. That's what it would feel like, right? Yeah. Like, that's the thing that it it's so, there's like the opposite of this where sometimes the like pilots know that something is seriously wrong and the passengers don't know anything right but this is like the opposite of that where the pilots are are less aware until that like it had to be so scary though when you're looking you're looking at the like the runway you can see it right in front of you you're trying to land and you get that fire alarm like that just has to be so scary because you fire is just you just don't know how much time you're gonna have yeah no and like the first thought i'm sure that pops in your mind is like i'm about to slam into the ground and explode like right shit yeah oh my gosh but that the passengers i and i don't blame the captain at all i to be clear both of these pilots amazing work thank you like you you literally you You did did it you did it yes you saved everyone's lives everyone is safe because of you I swear, when he made that announcement that one of the of the engines, the cowling came off one of them, I do not know this, but I think that that would have been like the moment of like the most extreme, yes. like yeah. no panic. Right? Yes, yes, because it would just it's be not only like it's not only like you're not getting the right information. It's like, are you fucking dumb? Like that's how it must feel. You know what I mean? Like it must feel like yeah. Like I can so scary. All of these problems happening from my vantage point. This whole section of people can see what's happening. Imagine being like a passenger in like first class. Like (laughs) sucks to suck because you can't see what's happening, and all you can see is like the flight attendant's face in front of you or whatever. Right? Like you can't see. Like if you're or all the way in the back, like where you can't see. That would be even worse because you're hearing people. I mean, if you're in a place where you can't see and you hear someone yell fire, that's horrible. If you're the person yelling fire, that's horrible. Like so so what happened guys (laughs) why did the cowling come off of both of these planes or both of these engines like why did that happen so there was maintenance last night so british airways i know british airways prepare to get a little mad at british airways by the way so british airways this is a good thing they do they all the planes get a little checkup once a week at the gate so not in the aircraft hangar but once a week at the gate the maintenance crews will give it a once over right that's nice so this aircraft the one that we are flying today that had all these things happen they are given the plane it's parked at the gate overnight the maintenance people get there two maintenance guys and we got to talk about these maintenance guys okay so maintenance guy again they don't have names do you want to name them give yeah. them nice british names they um, get names frank and vinny perfect frank and vinny named named for the two two very fine cats yeah. so They're screaming so, outside my door i don't know if oh yeah yeah um i can't hear them but i i just i you can spiritually yeah. hear them <laughs> yeah okay so uh vinny 
is 41. Mm. He has been with British Airways as a maintenance worker since he was 18 years old. So started 18. I was 41. It's 23 years. Wow. Uh, company man. He's been with the company. Company man. Yeah. And he and Frank, 53, <laughs> worked there for 27 years. Oh. Okay. So these are two people who have done, been very faithful to this company. Yeah. Vinny has worked 12, 12 hour shifts in the last 14 days. No. Four day shifts and eight night shifts. <gasps> 144 hours in the last two weeks. No. Vinny, enough. Frank. Is this by choice? I do not think so. I don't know, but. That's too much. It's not safe. too much. Frank has worked uh, 10 12-hour shifts (gasps) in the last two weeks. Four day shifts, six night shifts. He's worked 70, 70, 70 hours in the last seven days. Oh, my God. And that whole, like, within a 14-day thing, he has worked every day for the last seven days. So he is like, however, say it again. So he's, sorry, he has, so he's worked 10, 12 hour shifts in the last 14 days, but he has in that 14 day period, the last seven, he's worked every single day. Yeah. So they're sleepy, if you can imagine. Yeah. Right. So they pop open the cowling on these two engines so they can give them a once over and they need to change the oil. It's not change the oil, but they need to like do something with oil (laughs) that I don't understand guys. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. Um, but they, they are, they realize they don't have a tool they need. They don't have a pump that they need to like pump the oil in or whatever. So they like climb down or whatever and, uh, go, to get the thing that they need so they can pump the oil so they can close it all back up. But they have a billion planes that they have to service tonight. They get like distracted or called over to like another task. Three hours later, they come back to the plane parked at the gate where they left it. Except actually while they were doing what they were doing, working on other planes the the airline right there whatever they need a different aircraft at that gate for the flight the next day so they had swapped out our plane for a different plane at the gate so when our boys frank and Vinny, come back to the gate they look at the plane they think it's their plane that they've been working on and they can see that the engine cowling on both of those engines all closed up and so they think like, OK, cool. Somebody just came in and did it right. We were called away like we got like pulled away to do something. Yeah. And somebody else noticed this, came and finished it. Right. Actually. No, right. <laughs> it's a different plane. And our plane that's going to head out to Oslo in the morning still has the cowling open. There's if you imagine like on anything that has like a clip to close it. Right. Mm-hmm. Like a roller bag is like this or like anything that has a clip to close it. The the engine cowling have these like big, huge clips. Right. But they can be like all the way open 
all the way closed or like looking kind of closed but not actually clipped shut yeah right and that's the normal way that kind of half shut that's actually the way that they are supposed to leave it when they walk away if they walk away from it for some reason like they had to you're supposed to like leave it like half open half closed Mm -hmm. because it keeps anything from falling out of it down and hitting somebody on the tarmac so it's it's not like the half clip thing was was wrong that's a safety thing the other thing is that those clips are supposed to have like brightly like fluorescent paint on them so that the next morning when the first officer is walking around doing his inspection of the aircraft he's doing his walk around looking at everything there's the the clips are supposed to be painted fluorescent so it's like very very visually obvious if they're out of place but the paint has just like rubbed off the clips on both engines Mm. the paint is rubbed off they drag the tug operator so the tug operator is the the ramp agent who drives the little the the tug the thing that pushes the plane back yeah the tug operator also does a walk around and i i just feel like this is this is one of the issues with redundancy in general right redundancy is good in theory like the maintenance guys could have caught it or the tug operator could have caught it mm-hmm. or the pilot could have caught it right that's the ideal but the inverse can also happen right where you th- you look at something and your eyes don't catch it mm-hmm. and maybe it is easy to get complacent because you figure there's so many eyes on this thing. Right. And I, I don't know. I just feel like, right. Like everyone has that. Like it's like the nine one one effect. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. I would totally be that way. Like that's why I should never be a pilot. No. Oh my God. The same fucking checklist. Goodbye. Don't need to do that. No. Just land this shit with my eyes closed. Yeah. No. (laughs) Anything detail oriented is like painful. I, God bless. Suitable. No. God bless all of them, right? (laughs) My mom, detail-oriented. Very. Miraculous. Yeah. Brian, detail-oriented. Brilliant pilot. My husband. I could do it for like... Brian would be a great pilot. I could do it for like six months and then I get bored as fuck. (laughs) You know what I mean? You... I don't doubt for one second. There's... I don't... I don't even have... (laughs) A, a single cell of doubt in my body that you would be a great like pilot of like a Cessna like a little aircraft yeah. that we can just like fly around Loop the world over, and have adventures yeah. in or whatever yeah yeah totally yeah let's uh, do no that. problem 100 yeah you i, I would Airline trust you pilot 100 percent. yes oh it's so many things <laughs> yeah no it's so many things so many checklists yeah there's just no way so everybody lived the plane lived plane's still flying as far as i know i think it's still flying um and it was 11 years old i didn't say that it was born in 2002 so 21st birthday the plane is now allowed to drink um but the uh i guess in britain it's been drinking since it was for a long time is that bad do I, don't know, do I have to cut that out? Is that an insult? But um, so. so like, what are the suggestions or whatever, right? Like, what do you have to do? So yeah. improve the training because when they were like, so what is the training on this? And it's like, 
well, I watched a video four years ago or whatever, right? Uh, Which yeah. <laughs> British Airways is in the, they're making the video. Oh right. yeah. The reason I mentioned the video is because that was part of the investigation. Okay. In the video, you can see that they're open. So like, ugh, yeah. oh no. That's not And good. I do think that maybe it would be distracting a little bit. I don't know. Yeah, I feel no, like it's totally. a little distracting. Totally. Yeah. yeah. Well, and the other thing, it, well, and I don't, I don't want to take this point from you. But no. like, they should not be allowed to work that many hours. Oh. Like, it's either pay your employees more so that they don't have to work those hours. Obviously, they are valuable to you because you are having them work so many hours. Pay yes. your fucking employees more. Hire yes. more people. Hire more people. And don't Both. fucking allow people to work that much. No, it's it's like and again, this thing where like this decision that like some of the people on this chain are just less important than other people in the chain, that that's the thing like the if we're talking about the tug operator in this investigation because he was another person who who could have and should have noticed it yeah. if we're talking about the tug operator does the tug operator like does the tug operator get treated mm-hmm. like a life-saving member of this team right. the rest of the time right, right? so the right, pilots exactly. flight attendants the pilots and flight attendants would never, ever, ever, ever be allowed to work anywhere even close to that. That right. is not possible. No. And I don't, I mean, it's not like the crew rest laws are the best. Like, it is a really, I think it's a pretty tiring job. But at least with the pilots and the flight attendants, it's taken, like, very, very seriously. Right. That they need to have, like, ample opportunity for rest. Right. And it is taken really seriously, whereas the maintenance guys, apparently their sleep doesn't matter. And I mentioned exactly. like the distribution of day shift and night shift, because like, what the fuck, what the guys? Fuck? Why are you having people do swing shifts? They've yeah, been with no. the company. Both of them have been with the company for over two decades and they're working swing shifts. Right. They're working day and night shift in the same week. And like, to are you be, kidding? I mean, they're probably making a lot of fucking money that way i hope like a lot of they money better. which is probably like the only reason they're doing it right <laughs> like who else would right why else right. would you do that like uh, yeah i i am but shocked. like you you simply do not have enough people but that's the thing so that's that's the thing right like the i am uh suspicious of how much a company is paying their employee automatically if they're working 70 hours because why are you short on staff if you're paying well right like why are you short handed if you are providing like a good job (laughs) so yeah i don't know i i it's just yeah and so that was the other thing they said like hey uh improve your training hey um don't work very critical employees like dogs literally well that's just it that is literally the thing though is that like for the pilots and the the 
flight attendants. That's okay. Could not remember. No. Um, they're it's like forward facing. So. <laughs> exactly. They're like forward <laughs> facing, and like, uh, like people see them, right? So, and like, yeah, that is like exactly. a very obviously a noticeable thing if they are working a million hours, and like nobody, no soul on planet Earth wants to fly in a plane with a pilot who's on hour 12 you know like it's just right. never gonna happen but the mechanics who gives a fuck you know like let's, right as if yeah no one cares how much they're working just as long as the plane works well jesus okay right it works until it doesn't right because that's the thing both of them have worked again 21 years and 27 years right like who they've worked on i mean they've worked on planes like hundreds of thousands of different times and the it's not like the cowling rips off every plane they work on right like it it is that's but that's also like the the repetition right like that's when it's really hard to be detail detail oriented and i'm gonna say it seems like there's a little bit of chaos uh at lhr if they are working on one plane climb down to go like get the part they need get pulled away onto another thing Mm -hmm. and assume when they come back and there's a different plane parked there assume that someone else came and finished the work yeah right that is a pretty chaotic working environment my guy yeah like for a pretty serious environment that you need to be paying attention in and this is in 2013. Right. This is not 1977. Yeah. This is yesterday. Like unions like, exist, my guy. Like stop. Right. But you know this is, I mean, I don't know. I, I, when I was reading it, I like went down this whole mental like thing about like, oh, 2013, like the economy was definitely still uh, struggling uh, following, you know, the 08 crash, but I don't know. I, I just have no knowledge yeah. of what that was like in the UK. Like, I don't know what the state of all of that was over there. Right, right. Uh, I just like, I have no sympathy great. for, I mean, shocking. Like, I just have no sympathy for, you know, uh, I'm trying to say this. The without, airline, like, British Airways. Yes, okay. thank you. You're like, good. specifically, yeah. Yeah. No, no. British Airways. Uh, there's absolutely no, 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 no excuse. No. There's 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 no. no excuse. No, no, no. I don't care. No, no. In in any circumstance, like even during the pandemic, I'm just like I don't feel bad for you. Like I I just don't. You have no. You have the resources to continue as completely normal and like don't pretend that you don't. Like this 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 right. constant like lying to the public of like oh we had to raise prices because of that like stop. Stop, 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 stop. Well, it's also like if you're a publicly traded company, it's like you're saying you have to raise prices, but like we can just we can look with our eyes and observe that you are experiencing like more profits than ever. And like so like it's like are we dumb? Like you charge more and you made more money. Oh my gosh. Like Right. Wow. Exactly. (laughs) So like And then you stick um, Frank and Vinny in there. And they're just like, oh, yeah, yeah, like an extra, you know, three grand a week. Hell yeah, I'll do it. Hell yeah. Like, right. And that is right. not even the electricity payment of someone fucking CEO's house. Like, right. <sighs> exactly. Well, that's, I mean, 2015 is when I started working at like Buffalo. Like, that was my first. So oh, 2015. Yeah. And I can 
say obviously nowhere a much lower level of expertise and all of that but but i say it just because the the pressure the pressure to pick up more hours mm-hmm. is so intense yeah and at the same time i'm sure i've said this before but like i was working like 16 hour shifts back to back like like yeah. four or five days in a row and the um like because new york state labor laws actually do limit how many days in a row you can work mm-hmm. um thank god but like the i was working 16 hour shifts back to back and i remember we had the whatever regional manager blah blah, blah was coming and i was at the plane at like 11 30 p.m that like met, i like met his plane yeah and he got off and we said hi or whatever and um then the next morning I was there again and he came in and he's like, why are you here again? And then like oh my God. gave the manager like a hard time for like the overtime. And it's like, you know, Raj, Raj, his name was for some reason, everyone called him Roger. It's not his name's not Roger. His name is like he's, he was Indian. His name was Raj, like R A J. But everyone called him I don't know. We're Raj, give you a my name that's longer. What? <laughs> I don't right. But he like I have I have a lot of very negative things to say about him. But it's yeah. not nice to like choose one individual person right, out right, of the right. whole mess. Right. But like he. My dude, like, I made ten dollars and ten cents. Yeah, like my brother in Christ, Raj. <laughs> what the fuck do you like, think I'm doing here? W- right. I have to like, and how, who's gonna, who's gonna meet your plane? Yeah, right. Who's gonna meet the plane? Yeah. Like, what are you talking about? Right. Do you think I begged for this extra shift? <laughs> like, what are we doing? Oh, God. So, yeah, but. Here we are. So I don't know. Oh, the other suggestion. No, sorry. This is kind of critical. So I want to make sure I say this. The other thing they said was like, hey, why doesn't like an alarm go off if the cowling isn't closed? Um, (laughs) Like if you like if it's not latched, why doesn't something like ding? (laughs) And they're like, oh, yeah, good idea. And so they just added like a ding to the cowling. So in the cockpit, there's like an alert if the cowling is not latched. Beautiful. And that went real far to keeping this from happening again. Yeah. But. Oh, my God. And it's. Because it would just be so sickening. Like if you. I mean, I don't know. Because there's so many. Uh, I'm so glad everyone was OK. Yeah. I'm sure, so glad that everyone was totally OK. Like it's not just that people survived. It's that yeah, like no, everyone exactly. was fine. Right. And that's really a relief. Corporate greed didn't get but. get him this time. Almost, almost. Jeez. Yeah, no, it's they're yeah. just traumatized so is... for life, and probably half of them won't fly again. But it's fine. Well, right, the passengers, <laughs> right? That's a lot of suffering for the passengers, yeah. and it's a lo- it's for everybody, for the pilots, for the flight attendants. That feeling of like that intense flight attendants have the um that to me one of you've been listening to me rave rant about this for like years but like the combination of having a lot of responsibility but very little power Mm -hmm. that sucks 
that's a terrible that's like all middle management it's just the worst thing right and the flight attendants have a huge amount of responsibility but they're as powerless as any passenger right Mm -hmm. they can besides besides calling the pilots right and they they have more knowledge about what like for better and for worse they know more about what can go wrong and what to do but but that that's that's rough right that's a scary position to be in where you're like looking at all of the passengers and you're on the plane too and i don't know it's just really hard but gosh mm, i don't know i hope that i hope that i do think there's a little bit of that like it can be really comforting to have like a villain, you know, um, especially if it's like a small thing. Yeah. Like if you, um, I don't know, but I just think about like, there's so, it's such like a terrible, scary thing. And I do feel like the guy who dropped his bag out of the door is kind of like, I mean, he's like, he's very, he's scared and traumatized. I don't know what was in the bag, right? Like he could have like a loved one's ashes in the bag or he could have something like that. Right. I don't know. But, and like, I get that sometimes people, but I, I have a really hard time because everyone was okay, including him. Yeah. It's like, and because I don't know who he is, he's a stranger. I don't know. Right. He's like the person where I'm like, wow, wow. Everyone like did their yeah. best, right? <laughs> Everyone did their best except you. Except you. <laughs> like that's not nice. I'm sorry. I see, like a, in my mean. eyes, like aside from the fact that everyone's okay, like he's the hero. Like oh, he's the hero. He's the hero. He's the hero. <laughs> Just chaos. Like don't do that. You're Just... a fucking asshole. But like. I just, I just, the, the visual has me, like, I want to see the video clip. I have to find it. Oh, I want to see on video. Just, just, I don't know. Like like the frustration, like, I might die. I'm going to throw this bag uh, down and I'm going to get the fuck off this plane. And like, I mean... I got to say, again, I don't know the details. I would if but OK, so did he do that? Did he drop it because he was worried that it would like right, get like caught and the, like yeah. pop? Right. Did he think that? Did a flight attendant scream at him saying like, what are you doing? You're going to pop the thing. And then he's like, ha bitch. And like just dropped it. Like, how did it happen? Right. (laughs) Like what occurred? Like, I don't know, but yeah. And And then if you are like screaming at him on the ground afterwards, just like, right. His wife's behind him. Like, (laughs) right. Oh, right. And like, where, like that to me, actually like dropping it out of the plane is that to me is like less whatever than um getting it out of the overhead. out of the overhead like yeah. stopping and blocking yeah. the aisle to get it out of the overhead that's yeah, no. that's like the big problem that's the main problem exactly, or whatever yeah. right but like that oh my gosh horrible don't yeah, do that good. do not do don't that. do that no matter but like no matter i don't sometimes you just 
there was when I worked at JAL, I think I've said this before, but I worked at JAL, there was um do you remember what year Prince died? Oh I don't remember. 2016 maybe? 2017? Yeah, something like that. 17, so, 18. I whatever 17. whatever year uh Prince died when I was working at JAL and I was in the JAL, like in the Air France lounge. Yeah. And a guy like came, whatever, he's on our flight, came into the lounge, first class passenger, and he's carrying like a, a guitar case. And he's like, This is Prince's guitar. Oh. I bought, he had like bought a guitar that belonged to Prince. Oh my God. And he was like, Do you want to see it? And I was like, Yeah. Oh my God. <laughs> right. So like maybe you'd have, I would grab that. Prince's guitar yeah. right <laughs> oh. Oh. no I, I don't wouldn't. know I wouldn't I don't want to be a bad example but in reality I probably fucking I, I this is what I'll say I would There's wait to be could... the last person off so that I could grab that shit and if I oh, die it's just there's sometimes it's it's hard to even make the calculation and right. people do right people well like it's like a question that people ask kind of like as a hypothetical like what would you grab if your house was on fire like if you had to yeah. evacuate for some reason and i don't want to ignore the fact that like holy crap there's a hideous amount of house fires now like yeah. wildfires so it's like a real question that actually probably is good to answer right but the um yeah, if you had something like when I think of things that are very rare, the example in my brain is a Jack Johnson autograph, which is like very specific. Yeah. But but I just think like, wow, if I had a Jack Johnson autograph, if I owned a Jack Johnson autograph, I mean that's irreplaceable. Yeah. Like I gotta you know, like that is everything what else. I'm grabbing. Yeah. Like I don't yeah, know what I would grab. I don't know. If you imagine something rare, if I just say that, what's your like word association? I, I think, you know what, this is a bad question, I think, for a specific, like me and Ty specifically right mm, now, because mm, we are trying mm. to throw everything out. <laughs> <laughs> so it's just like, it's all shit. It's just throw it yeah. out, like donate just it, like, sell it, get rid of it, put yeah. it on. I've got um, renter's insurance. Just burn it down. <laughs> like, just right. And it's like. Like, I'll start over. <laughs> yes. And we but, have these, these yeah. like, documents box that we keep all of our stuff. And I was like, yeah, you know, oh. we should probably, like, go through that and save some of it. Ty's like, throw it out. We can get it all online. <laughs> just, Ty Jesus. says that. Wow. And I do not think of Ty as being I know to right? throw things away. It's very. It's, wow. We're in a very bizarre headspace right now. I would grab the kitties. I, so. I would grab Frank and Vinny. Oh yeah, that'd probably of be that'd probably be it. Yeah. Frank and Vinny. Yeah, let's go. Yeah, there's nothing that I, could. I we did should, want yeah. to. Did you? We can cut this part out, obviously. But um, have we told? I don't think we've told them about the new friend, our new kitty. I don't think we have about your new kitty, Beto, yeah. little baby Beto. Yeah, little baby Beto. I'll post a picture of him. We the have sweetest so. Boy. W- how do we even explain? So, <laughs> uh, so you had a cat named Frank. Oh yeah, and we had a cat named Nando. And they were and brothers. Then Frank, but not real brothers. Oh, not real brothers. They were brothers they, by the street they, and summer camp. Yeah, right. Summer camp, yeah. boys club. Yeah. So 
little Frank would would come to visit and they were besties and it was just so much pure joy yeah. to watch them play together. Truly. And so we were like, oh, we need we need new brother. We need yeah, brothers for them. Permanent need their brothers. own friend. <laughs> right. And so you got Vinny. sweet little Vincenzo. Yes. Yes. The street cat. The sweet little street cat. And little kitten. When I went to go pick him up, the foster mom was like, oh, man. Like, you know, talking about how difficult it is to yeah. adopt black uh, animals out. And which oh. is also like a reason why we've talked about this, I think, why um, yeah. I particularly prefer black animals. And yeah. uh, she was talking about uh, Vinny's brother. And I was like, oh, man, you know, I'm going to try his, his litter mate. Right. Yes, like his, his litter kitten mate. litter mate. Yeah. His, yeah. Like brother, 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 Blood brother, like, like foster, same foster home mom situation, brother um yeah and i was like oh man i'll talk to them i will try <laughs> because yeah. like they had i mean you know both finney and and um beto had been there for so long i think at that yeah. point like fr- from when they were yeah super super young so they were just having a hard time adopting him out and yeah and so you we got beto but you actually got him and you had three cats in your house Crap, for yeah. yeah like several weeks yeah it was like two little kittens and then so little franklet cute. yeah yeah and they both and just nurse nurse on frank oh, oh um, my gosh do people know do people know about the nursing i don't think so these two kittens we should, should we, two i kittens? should post a video of the nurse you have to frank yeah. frank is frank is not misnamed frank nope. is a boy kitty frank is a boy kitty but he embraces his feminine side. He does. And, and he offers kittens. his his sweet milk, his sweet non-existent yeah. milk to his babies, his sweet oh little boys. Gosh. When he was just it's a sweet so little boy su- himself, I do want also. He was still little. He was, he's not even a year right now, right? Uh, we just passed. It was just his birthday. Uh, yeah. Early September. So, so he's just now. Yeah. Just... <laughs> young single mom frank just these two kittens are trying to nurse yeah and like making his nipples raw just raw i mean yeah oh breaks my heart now he does he's (laughs) he's slowly weaning ever so slowly i'm like shocked that they are still needing and wanting milk no beto so now right but like now so we have nando and beto yeah and Nando, Nando is not like it's it, totally radically not going to happen. Nando, no, is, Nando not is not going to nurse this little kitten. Yeah, no, he's exactly. Nando like, is like the alpha Vin- father. It, yeah, yeah, Frank is like the maternal mother. And yes. then we have the two boys. Yeah, yes, and little Beto. But it's so it breaks my heart because Beto will get like if you like have him in your lap and you get him and he's like you know petting him and he gets like really cuddly and purry and he starts like rooting around on my human stomach my human I'm a person I'm people he's rooting around he'll like grab like you know like on the inside of your arm there's like soft flesh there or whatever he's like this is kind of like a nipple like you grab like the the skin on my arm or like latch on to like my shirt or whatever and because he's just like just this would be only one thing could make this 
cuddle session better. It just breaks my heart. Oh my gosh, little kitten. He just wants his mom. Oh my oh, god. So sad. So I obviously bought a human baby bottle. <laughs> yeah, the next step. And I already had <laughs> Yes. I bought we already had Okay, this is really hard for me to say. Pow- powdered pup puppy por- formula. No. Formula. Puppy yeah. powdered puppy powdered formula. Powder puppy. Puppy powder. No, no, it's not pouty formula. Wait, what? Pouty pepper. <laughs> I can't say this word. Puppy it is powder. it is formula. Puppy formula. Is formula. Powder. There's like too many Powdered. adjectives. They're all adjectives right. or something. I don't know. And when Brian, I just ended up calling it powdered puppy formula. And Brian is like, that sounds like it's made out of powdered puppies. Right. <laughs> but I don't know. So it's for puppies. Yeah. It's formula. Powdered formula for puppies. for puppies. Right. Anyway, we had it anyway, because for like, what if I find a baby squirrel outside? Yeah. I need something to feed so it. So we had that. I put it in the human baby bottle <laughs> and I'm like nursing this kitten. Because he's just, oh my gosh. See, and on the flip side, poor Vincenzo, he, he, Frank and Vinny will sleep on the side of the bed sometimes. And literally, I was texting you this earlier, literally woke us up the other night because he was sucking so loud on Frank. And Frank was just snoozing, just sleeping. And oh. we were like, no, like, this is not. Oh, my God. Stop. It's going to get an infection. Go sleep over here. Oh, my God. How would you even explain it to the vet if you're like, if, if Frank has like a mammary gland infection or something? Oh, my God. Right. Are you even- I mean, like, I've I haven't I don't think I've actually I haven't talked to Frank's vet. I don't I don't remember if I talked to the other vet, but. Apparently it's like if there's it, yeah like if there's no actual um like wound or infection or like anything like that it's as long as like the other like the receiving cat is okay with it it's fine yeah like there actually is no harm Aww. to it I so. wish you could I wish we could give him like a pacifier or something I know that's what he needs a pacifier they Ugh. I don't know see what happens they are cute and they are sweet though and so sweet yeah they're good boys now it's just four boys club boys club (laughs) boys club we'll have boys club at christmas it'll be great yeah should i edit that out i don't know if you want everyone to know you're no No, that's fine yeah at christmas another boys club christmas vacation baby so good (laughs) can't wait um fact. fact yeah yes i don't remember if this was a fact that i've said before because i don't remember anything anymore <laughs> so but i <laughs> i heard it again for the first time if this is the second time i'm telling it uh the other day and i was watching um actually on dropout um oh love it <laughs> they do they do like these breakout games or whatever so um basically the game was you have to decide if like it's a real um game show or if it's a fake game show and uh this one i was like jaw dropped um so this is a real game show this is a real game show 
um it's called labor games have we talked about this no okay it's called labor games it was on fucking tlc oh my god it allows parents to answer answer questions to win prizes for their children while they are in labor the top prize the top prize the top the most the biggest prize is ten thousand dollar scholarship for college (laughs) (laughs) can you imagine why cheap out like that that's like uh, that's a meal TLC. plan for one semester right and you're right. gonna it film would not me pay giving birth while the... answering fucking trivia questions yeah and, and it won't pay even that is not even equal to the like cost of delivering in a hospital no. in oh the but i think they did get i think they did get that shit paid for and I think okay. they like got the upgraded. I did read in one article that like because the show they got upgraded one room, so it was like the medium size room if you could only afford like you know what I mean. How dystopian! Oh like, what my god, is this world? What the fuck is this world? You are literally trying to pay for your kid's college while you're giving birth. Uh, I, I when they said i was like there's no fucking way that's real there's no way no it was on tlc there's a whole season a whole season a whole fucking season a whole labor season. games labor games is the name of it labor games um no oh that- <laughs> wait i just read this it apparently only had two episodes which you okay. know that they filmed more. Um, yeah. Whatever. Always. I hope those people still yeah. got their shit and it just never aired. Um, yeah. They pulled it for Cake Boss. For ca- oh, Cake Boss. But apparently hate- this show, Labor Games, sometimes airs on Discovery Life. There's not even one word. Not a single Of what one. you've just described. No. I could not. Everything. I was like, I, I don't think I've we've talked about this, and I'm pretty sure we haven't. No, no. I was I shocked. I mean, my brain erased it. We did. I've <laughs> exactly. never heard of this. And in but three like, years, we'll bring it up again and be like, "What?" <laughs> right. But like, okay, so we're two people who have not given birth before, yeah. Yeah. right? And, like, even from that vantage point, it's like, that sounds terrible, Terrible, right? right. (laughs) And, like, from an ethical side, like, what are the rules? Like, are you not allowed to get an epidural? Like, what if you need, like, medicine or something? Like, what if Mm -hmm. you need, like, things? I don't know. But also, the only... Right. And, like, the only, like, the tooth situation, when I had the one, Mm. one of my... I don't I like don't want to talk about it too much because I'm worried that people will it'll like give Costa Rican dental care a bad name. Mm. And it, I was going to have trouble with this tooth. There's no dentist who wouldn't have had trouble. It was yeah. just it, it was that was the situation. Yeah. Right. But like that was the most painful thing I've experienced. And like if you were asking me questions like are you kidding me? Right. Like I I can't yes. I'm in a different dimension yeah. right now. I can't talk to you right. like. Uh, uh, I just it's dysto- oh dystopian as shit and I think that's exactly the words yeah. they used on the show was like well yeah yikes oh my gosh real wretched shit. like 
Jesus. Right. So that's and I guess, the- like, on the other hand, people are giving birth for free all the time. Right. Yeah. <laughs> like, not getting, but no, but I mean, that's how you can talk yourself into pitching that idea yes, as a show. Go. Right. But I interrupted you. What were you going to say? Oh, no, I was just going to say that I, that was the fact. And I couldn't, I also couldn't believe that it was on TLC. I mean, like, I can, no. but like, uh, no. I just can't, TLC. I just can't imagine the logistical nightmare for filming like, that. You know what I mean? Like, right. That seems like no. such an ineffective business plan. Right. It's such like a violation. Yeah. It's everything about that is. And I will worst. say, and again, it's the yeah. New York Times wrote an article about how ingenious the idea was in like 2015 or something. Ingenious as a way of like exposing failures in our system. Right. Like, right. What kind of ingenious? I, couldn't, I, like, was, I saw that again? sentence and I was like, I'm, I can't read this article. No. I cannot. I am not no. going to spend my 30 seconds reading a sympathy article about this game show. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah. I mean, we could do a whole, if we were a better podcast, we would, we would talk about like old TLC shows and about how <laughs> yeah. wretched they were, but, but, ugh. goodness. All right. Cracker Jack. I love you. I love you. <laughs> I love you. I love you so much. We're, we'll, we did it. Our little brains. We did will, it. We did it. We did, we did it. it. And we're going to keep doing it. Yeah. We're going to keep making this. I promise. Yeah. Do not let the. Yeah. Again, I will post a chit chat where we'll talk about it. But like, why did. When that like ADHD optimism, right? Mm-hmm. Where I'm like, of course, like we can keep doing the show every week, <laughs> even though I, you know, work five days a week. Yeah. And then the other two, I go to the land and yeah. like farm all day or whatever. Totally and feasible. Obviously, to have an eighth day. Yeah, got a second cat. Sure, what's that going to do? <laughs> right. Like, six hundred you know, blueberry uh, plants. Like, sounds perfect. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Of course. <laughs> right. Like. Yeah. Sure. Let's do it. Yeah. And then you know, our all-encompassing yeah. seasonal hobby of thinking about football all the time. But all the time. Yeah. We'll leave it Speaking alone. of, it is like late right now, and we have an early game in the morning. Oh, we do. Nine thirty football. It'll be great. Speaking of of England, <laughs> yes. Speaking of British speaking of England, Airways, yeah, we'll we'll know what happened by the time this airs. Yeah. But if you went to the game or even just watch it, if you're like not a football fan but you're like watching the game because it's like an event, let's talk about it. Yeah, football, please. All right, football. Yay. I love you. I love you. Take a nap, friends. Yes. See you later. Bye-bye. Love you. (laughs) Bye. (laughs) Thank you so much for listening to this week's episode of The Pod Crashed. We so hope you enjoyed it. Thank you, everybody, for sticking with us. If you want to get in touch with us for any reason, you can email us at thepodcrashed at gmail.com or message us on Instagram or TikTok. It's fall and a lot is going on. And if you've messaged us and we haven't gotten back to you, thank you for messaging us. I can't wait for the dopamine to allow me to open Instagram. I love getting your messages. And really, I should just open it right now. 
truly each and every one of you is an absolute blessing in our lives and we love you and we'll see you soon at evernorth health services we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care and we're doing everything in our power to make it possible behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best it's possible pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line it's possible complex specialty care that cares about your ROI it's possible because we're already doing it all while saving businesses billions that's wonder made possible learn more at evernorth.com/wonder